Hey everyone, welcome to the Beyond Extent podcast, a podcast dedicated to a chat between two environment artists discussing everything about the industry we work in. I'm Timothy and I'm joined by William, who is a friend and fellow colleague of mine. In this episode, we're doing something special and we're going to be talking about our own older work and going to what we learned and what we could have improved on using 2020 hindsight. This was a really fun episode with loads of good lessons for people in the same position as we were back then. So let's dive straight in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Beyond Extent podcast. This is episode 20. It's uh, <laughs> we're getting into the, the 20s right now. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy thinking about it. And um, we're back with me, Timothy, and william on the other side hello i thought to go with like um the the silver silver lion and our dragon in the beginning but nah oh no no, no 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 <laughs> let's let's not let's not make that a thing please <laughs> um yeah so today for for this 20th episode we we wanted to talk about something different and something special and we wanted to go over some of our um first projects that we did especially when trying to get into the industry um so i think it's it's going to be interesting just to have a look back and just discuss the things that we did back then and um <laughs> i mean all the stuff that can improve about them too <laughs> yeah yeah because you might from from all our other podcasts you might be under the impression that we're perfect um which i don't blame you for for that impression but um, <laughs> today, today we're gonna find out that we're actually not perfect at all, <laughs> and that we we made a lot of mistakes in yep. the early days, made a lot of bad art. Look, and I'm just so. gonna speak for myself. I still do. I don't know about William, but oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I still do too. Yeah, I didn't want to make it sound like <laughs> yes. It's like oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. We we made we made uh, things yeah, in the that's past. All, that's all in the past. <laughs> oh yeah, no. That's that. That's the beauty about three D. I guess is um, you're never done learning. You're never done making mistakes. And uh, especially when like the, you know, software and and workflows evolve. There's always new stuff to learn, which is awesome. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I guess let's take a look at all the. All the stuff we did before we knew all the stuff that we do now which uh if we're if we're not perfect now then it, it definitely means that we're not perfect then oh um, yeah i would even i would even go as far and say uh the opposite so yeah let's let's look at it yeah so um i'll, I'll take it away man um we're we're looking at exo 600 and uh 54 interior yeah that's that's a really catchy name that is a catchy name, my friend. <laughs> so um, this is from six years ago by now. Um, and it might have been a little bit earlier because at some point I did like a, a re-render of it. And it didn't really work out. But then I decided to publish it anyway. I, just, I don't know what I was doing here. But um, this is this is your typical uh, just like space corridor. Yeah, like the good old sci-fi hallway. Yeah, yeah, exactly the sci-fi hallway. Like everyone um, keeps talking about it, and yeah, I I got caught in that trap too, and was like, I'm looking for something that I can do for fun on the side because this wasn't for for uni or anything like that. It was more for like personal exploration, and 
and yeah, just just looking at it just makes me uh, die a little bit inside. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I think this was still, if I remember correctly, this was still textured in Photoshop because back then I was using Endu and Dedu to do all the texturing. Right. So uh, for people that don't know what that means is uh, Endu and Dedu were basically sophisticated add-ons for Photoshop where they, where they would um, automate like a lot of tasks and do like the, the entire setup um, for PBR as we know it now, um, but just make it super easy for you. Well, quote unquote, it's it's way easier now with Substance, but... <laughs> It's pretty much substance inside Photoshop, right? That's how I would call it, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then five times as slow, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this was just like a, a small project when, when just trying to get, to get uh, familiar with modular buildings because I wasn't really that familiar at that point with just how to break things up into Lego pieces and, and just trying to make it uh, work together in a way. So this is where it all started. Yeah, yeah, Your sort of. For modularity. Yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't really show that well yet. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, especially the the love for lighting isn't isn't there yet. Ooh. It's so dark, man. It's the same problem that I have. We're gonna we're gonna see that. It's so dark. Yeah, it's just. Um, I don't think this was my first project in Unreal Engine, but like I, I did some dabbling in the engine at this point, yeah. but yeah, you can totally see it. Like I was just trying to come up with some stuff that kind of looked interesting, but I couldn't get the lighting working. And then to hide some of the mistakes, I tried to implement like a, a fog sheet in the back so that you can't really see that far. And you have light leaking in the back and yeah. It's, uh, like the roughness values are all over the place yeah and then, then there are these like super bright lights that have like an emissive texture at the top yeah but they they don't have any real light coming <laughs> from them it only goes like half a meter and then the light stops well see that's the thing i added lights to it but then yeah. i didn't think to illuminate the entire hallway right, because i was yeah. like oh i kind of want to make it creepy but then i don't know i added some bright lights on the top of it <laughs> and then just like I don't know, just not let them emit light. Yeah. Uh, we we have some breakdowns here as well, which is just super simple geometry now looking at it. Uh, I, I mean, it, the, yeah, the, there's some weird stuff, like some weird edges that I don't know why they're there, but it's it's not like horrible. I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've made worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing you can say, right? It's optimized. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, I mean, there's like some edges yeah. here, yeah, and there's exactly. probably way too many edges on the wires, but I didn't, I think at this point, and this is something that is uh, that is going to be apparent um, throughout some of the next projects as well, I was always afraid to add geometry. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, oh damn, the lighting only, Ooh. because that was such a cool thing to show off in this scene, right? <laughs> Oh my god, look at all these weird little <laughs> artifacts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh shit, this stuff is fucking up here. No, I'm just gonna ignore it. Just <laughs> this I is love just... that. I love that so much. And then what even is happening in this one? Oh, this is the old render. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So that the the one at the top was the updated one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> so, I mean, it looks cleaner. It's definitely more high res than this uh, pixelated yeah. mess that we're looking at right now. <laughs> definitely. And also, the thing the thing that I want to point out is just the, the random use of emissive stuff. Because that's, <laughs> that's always what makes it look sci-fi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have like some random emissive strips all over the place. Oh, man. Uh, I already love this episode, by the way. I love that we're just going to be shitting on each other's stuff for a while. It's, I love this. It's also shitting on our own stuff, right? Totally. Oh, yeah. Because it's that's the thing. Like To, to, to take it back and put it in some perspective, everyone is going to have this at some point. Oh, yeah. Even, even if you're just at the starting of this, like um, you, you shouldn't... How should I say this? I don't want it to affect you in like a negative way. No, it's just like avoid the mistakes that we have done, right? Yeah. Like try to try to look at what 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 our works like, what they show, and <clears throat> what they could have done better. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not maybe you're not working on a sci-fi hallway right now, but still, like the stuff about the lighting and about yeah. like it's uh, a presentation. Just like having, yeah, just the, all that stuff. You can still like translate that to your own work and mm -hmm. like, oh maybe i should i should take a second look at that in my yeah, own scene yeah. so yeah that would be a good one to to take a deep dive into well sort of deep dive it's like oh, what would i improve about this scene yeah so it would be definitely the lighting just as we discussed there's also a lot of random paneling going on on all the panels mm -hmm. uh it doesn't really make sense um like there's the, no purpose behind it kind yeah of, right? exactly exactly um and then like these these structures what are they for like it's just for the cool heating elements on the wall or wherever that is <laughs> the, the, the step the step ladder on the wall the, the yeah. glowing step ladder yeah it's, it's made for dwarves <laughs> yeah that's weird yeah it's just uh i would also just don't do the random emissive stuff like have it have it make sense if it's like a, a panel that that is I don't know if it's like a display or if it's like a button that has like an emissive uh, edge to it. Like it always needs to be set in some kind of um, logical thing. Yeah, like it, it like can't why just... should this be highlighted right now? Yeah, it, it can't just be like a random strip of emissiveness just yeah. on like a random tube. It yeah, needs like to have even, a purpose. Yeah, even what, what, would, have, what would have made sense uh, like for storytelling wise even would have been to have a, an emissive strip uh, Mr. Strip on the floor and be like, this is, you know, the, 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 for some reason the lights are off. That's why it's so dark. And that's like an emissive strip on the floor that shows you to the nearest exit, like in a plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, something like that it would have made sense. But yeah, there was some weird stuff on the wall that I don't know what that is. I don't know why it's important to see that in the dark, right? Like that's what, what it would be for. Like maybe the grips glow in the dark so that in case there's a power outage and the, the, the 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 spaceship is tumbling through space you know where to you know where to grip so mm -hmm. you don't fall over the place or something i don't know you know stuff like that could be could be interesting and i think that's that's a really important point you brought up is that in in sci-fi everything should have like a purpose yeah because you can't just copy a reference because sci-fi stuff obviously doesn't exist in real life at least you know usually um <clears throat> so yeah it's it's important to think about why is why is there a panel there? Is it so that this part of the panel can be opened and there's like uh, cables behind it, so it's like a maintenance thing, mm -hmm. or is that like yeah? Why is the why is it constructed like this and not just as one big piece? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, that's that's especially with these just random paneling lines going going all over. It's you you need to find a balance between shapes as well. Yeah. When you're designing stuff. So it, it would be nice to have like a larger panel to access like the the components behind it, but then the rest of it could just be blank. Yeah. Maybe just an, an emphasis on like the edges where you have like the transitions between panels that could be highlighted. I think I think that could work. But um Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Do you want to do you want to go to one of your pieces or should yes. we continue to my pieces? I think yeah, let's do like a ping pong thing. Let's yeah. do back and forth. Sounds good. All right. Um so yeah, I've also got something sci-fi-ish. Um it's the what did I call it? The Sci-Fi Speeder Desert Scorpion. Oh yeah. Um Damn. this was a really like at the time I was so excited about this project. Um Unfortunately, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. So <laughs> I um, I made the Hypoly for this. And I didn't know how to like really work with a Hypoly and use it for baking. So what I did is I had I had a Max file called Sci-Fi Speeder, you know, Hypoly. Mm -hmm. Then I had a Max file called Sci-Fi Speeder Hypoly Collapsed. Because I collapsed oh. all of the turbos with modifiers and yep. everything, and it's <laughs> it's the worst. And I remember because we learned in class that you could use Isoline display in 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 3ds Max oh, to oh yeah um, isolate. Uh, no, no, I, it's called Isoline display. It's really weird. It's on Turbo Smooth. You can instead of having each and every line show of of because you know turbo smooth uh -huh. pretty much divides everything by two right so it yep. adds the new mesh the new edges in between but if you have three iterations of turbo smooth on top of it then it'll give you obviously a lot of lines and you can't really see them yeah, the shape as much noise. yeah so you can turn on isoline display and it only shows the um like the the, the edges of the original mesh but it shows them like bending and stuff because it's you know that's that's how they they get when you put a turbo smooth on it. Maybe I can show you a, a picture. Um... Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've heard about that. Like yeah, it's just it's, it's just like a, a, yeah, like this, like this. So oh yeah 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 yeah, it would show you the, the the lines like this. And I was using that, but there unfortunately is a bug in in 3ds max that when you collapse an isoline display turbo smooth it uh it keeps the shape of the turbo smooth it keeps all the vertices but it, it doesn't keep all the edges it only keeps the edges that are shown in the isoline display which is completely stupid i don't know why it works like that <laughs> but i was using that because I, I just heard about it in class and i thought it was so cool and then i was like oh okay now i'm going to collapse everything and then my whole mesh it was like just vertices and no edges connecting it. And it was horrible. Oh, my oh. God. And I had to go through like 193 separate objects to fix it. And then it's, man, it was it was a complete mess. That's, and that's you, painful, man. Yeah, it's so painful. And then the texturing on this. I mean, you can, you can see it's just very rough. Also, I'm pretty sure I... Put, wait, wait, but before, I, before yeah, we, we yeah. go into the texturing, sorry to interrupt, but no problem. How, how would you do it now, the high poly? Because I, I ran into that same exact issue where I was like, okay, like I have a file for my collapsed high poly and then mm. just the normal high poly. Like, how would you do it now? Just not collapse it because <laughs> you don't need to, right? If you, if you mm -hmm. have the right export settings, 
uh, it'll it'll just export the the at least in Max. Like I I know it, it's a little bit different in Maya with the preview mesh, yeah. but you can still export you, you can, it. I think you can apply all the modifiers, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so in Max, you can just have a Turbo Smooth modifier on it and then export it, and it'll have the smoothed object uh, for the bake, for example. Mm -hmm. So there's no need to collapse it now. I I because yeah, back then I would have like different Max files for the same thing. Yeah. Now I just have one Max file for it, and there's the high poly in a folder, the low poly in a folder, and whatever else I have in there, mm -hmm. uh, like my backup stuff. So yeah, this is it's just keep the high poly uh, in the in the subdivided form. You know, probably at this point, I would go into ZBrush for some stuff uh, yep. and then decimate it and put it back into Max and export it out, stuff like that. Um, this, and also, I think, yeah. This already looks um, a bit more advanced than my stuff, I would say. Maybe. I mean, this is this is from when I was in uni. This is three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's that's also the thing. We were, we were talking about it before the podcast, right? That... that Technically, you started way earlier with 3D than I did, so so maybe uh, yeah, maybe maybe there's some some impact there. Yeah, I think I I started to take 3D a bit more seriously right before I came into uni, but I started with 3D uh, when I was fourteen mm -hmm. or thirteen, something like that. Yeah, I had an internship. Yeah, that's awesome. I like the the little storytelling patches, with like the the run and what do you have on the side? Like eat dust. Yeah, and it says like eat dust, <laughs> and and on the on the on the on the tank it says feed me. Uh, that, yeah, I wanted to make it like a little bit of uh, of like a you know like I don't know like a cowboy in the in the desert on a, on some planet kind of thing. You know, like a modern cowboy type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was like, I, I had some cool ideas with like adding, there's like a canteen, a water canteen in like a pan. So maybe, you know, he, he has like all this stuff, like he's living on the speeder pretty much. So he can, mm -hmm. he can then, you know, make a little campfire and cook, cook some stuff that he hunted or whatever. That's pretty cool um, though. You already have like some, some storytelling and like narrative stuff in there to just yeah. reinforce that this is not just like uh, a sci-fi speeder but yeah. it is like someone's actual living space or like they they have like survival gear on it yeah yeah that was that was a big thing with this i wanted to make it like have a certain personality mm -hmm. the problem was just that my like my technical skills just weren't there yet yeah i'm actually I, not I i'm, the, I'm not even the... too mad at the design of the of the speeder itself i don't think it looks completely horrible mm -hmm. and it has kind of the silhouette of a scorpion which is kind of cool yeah yeah exactly but yeah yeah it does it does look interesting though i uh i like the presentation by the way the, oh, the flashy yellow background oh yeah the the, the background is cool but uh, first of all way too high field of view you know how i'm oh. uh, <laughs> a stickler for the low field of view and um i i'm pretty sure in the texturing process, I accidentally put like one fill layer at the top and I forgot to turn off the metallic because everything's metallic. Yeah. Like all the paint here, it's all metallic for some reason. There's no uh, variation in it. Yeah, there's no variation. And oh, I, yeah, I, you can see it really badly there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I th I'm pretty sure it's just because I accidentally put a layer on top and then I was too lazy to re export it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. well, I'll, I'll just deal with it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's this is how it's going to be now it's not like you know there's any value in this stuff that i worked on for months this is like <laughs> leave, leave it like that i think that's a good that's a good thing to to teach people as well it's just don't be afraid to 
if you have something on ArtStation and then you get some feedback, don't, of course, sometimes you can be like, oh yeah, I just want to move on to the next project and yeah, be yeah. done with this. I get it. But a lot of the time, especially early on, small things can make such a big difference. Like for this, mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't make this so much better by keeping the horrible texturing, but just fixing that metallic issue and then doing a nice render with a low field of view and all that stuff. And it would already be a way nicer project. It would still look like crap texturing wise, but it would be a lot better already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the most uh, what is it? Not interesting, but like the, the most difficult part for people getting to that final ten percent like we talked about mm, in um yeah. in one of our last episodes. Just like trying to push through it because you're already thinking about your next project and you're already dreaming up a, a ton of stuff for that. And sometimes you just need to take it slow at the end and just dedicate a lot of time to just the, the final parts like the presentation like the final tweaks for the texturing like not having a fill layer with uh metallic on top of everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, that helps <laughs> that helps oh yeah i mean i don't have too much more to say about this it was just about like pretty much everything technical is wrong about this like you can see oh this horrible i think there's some uv stretching going on as well but there's some uh mm -hmm. There's some weird edges here. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't say this is too bad, though. Like if I if I yeah. were to see this on like a junior portfolio, obviously there is some stuff that you can point out, like we just did. But it's it's not too bad. Like it shows um, it shows the technical understanding of of baking. Um, mm. I mean, I guess. Oh, also the UV map for this is horrible. If I didn't, I mean, if I didn't oh, make that clear that I didn't know what damn. I was doing. Oh, you're this not showing harmless. that off? Uh, I am not, yeah, because I knew that I shouldn't. <laughs> Even then, I was like, nope, not showing this one. Well, see, that's also an important point, right? Sometimes if you realize that you just want to move on, but you realize that there's like a, a big mistake like that. Just hide it. Just don't show it off, please. Yeah. Because you're yeah. only going to shoot yourself in the foot. There, There is some pretty bad stuff in my scenes too where I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm not going to show the individual assets because that's only going to drag the perception of the whole scene down anyway. Yeah. All right. Cool. Should All we right. move on to the next thing? Yeah. What have you got? Oh, damn. Then Ooh. I went from the, that sci-fi corridor that I was presenting at first <laughs> And then I, I decided to do, this is for, for uni, by the way, I decided okay. to do, um, it was, it was supposed to be like a 1v1 deathmatch level set using the Unreal Engine, Unreal Engine shooter template that they had. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone was kind of creating like 1v1 deathmatch maps. And then um, at the end, we would play the levels. And have mm. like dead match uh, sessions against each other, which was uh, pretty interesting. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I took inspiration from a lot of people that did like the the one uh, the one texture environments. Where I was like, I don't want to create like textures for all of this. I just want to have like one texture sheet that I'm gonna pull everything from and make like an entire scene with this. Like an atlas. Yeah, exactly. And like heavily using like R RGB channels, which was like completely new. Um, then trying to up my lighting a bit as well. And just focusing a little bit more on the atmosphere. But that is already like, 
like with the different channels and stuff that's already pretty advanced mm -hmm. like yeah. I, I i i've never done that for my personal project i was always i don't know too lazy for that i guess it wasn't <laughs> a personal project it was for uni but still yeah yeah, yeah. well the i think the one texture thing wasn't in the assignment but i was just like oh if i'm gonna do something like this i want to step up my modularity game and like try to try to challenge myself even though i couldn't i couldn't even get to grips with like the basics at this step i was like oh i want to i want to challenge myself in this new area right that's cool though um and i decided to go really heavy on the red i don't know why I don't think there's a good reason behind it, but I was just like, I just wanted to stand out from all the rest. And I just made everything, almost everything just red. <laughs> I mean, if, if it all shares the same texture, you know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta pick a color and go with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, what I, what I was also trying to do with this, um, this is like a side tangent. I was, uh, also really active on Polycount and the Unreal Engine forums back then. But not in a way where I would interact with other people, but just like posting stuff and like re reacting to people that had feedback. Mm. And at the end, when I finished this, they actually featured this on the Unreal Engine channel on YouTube. That is awesome. So, yeah, I, I totally didn't expect that, but it was, uh, it was really nice to see because it gave, it gave like a, a lot of people, um, or it, it like, it, it focused traction on my portfolio and it got me like a lot of views. Totally, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like... For, for like a modular scene, this isn't too bad. And I was also trying to, to work with vertex painting to, to have like more unique textures. I was using decals at that point too. But there's there's obviously like in this... In this uh, screenshot that i'm showing that that's on the screen now is just the vertex pin wasn't really working yeah. out like i, I yeah, couldn't yeah. i couldn't get it to work properly didn't have that much time so i was just like ah, i'll just i'll just leave it <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i mean it's it's actually it's, it's quite impressive man it's uh and it's then like that size wise it's not too bad either i feel like yeah and i i did also spend a lot of time on this oh, like the, the cloth the cloth simulation, like was Apex cloth with NVIDIA um, that I was trying out. I, I think I took like at least two weeks to just set that up. Um, oh, they're, the, they're the, the low poly cables where you're scared of putting too many polys in. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. weird, right? Like um, watching watching this video, you you can see the low poly cables which are like super apparent, but then the pipes in the background and like these fences in the foreground, they're like smooth. They're completely smooth. Yeah, you're right. So it's just like, yeah. what was I doing? <laughs> I think that's, I think that is definitely an important thing for, for people to understand that there's obviously, there's not just textile density, which is very, very important mm -hmm. to have, what the fuck, um, to have, uh, I'm sorry, um, there is super important to have like a, a the same kind of yeah, density of textures in your whole scene so that you don't have like a super high-res floor next to a box that's that has like 25 pixels right just to have like a to keep you in the in the immersion i guess and it, it just looks better in general right mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for uh geometry i mean you always want to have the geometry 
where it counts so like for for the silhouette stuff like that you don't need a a flat wall doesn't have to have a thousand uh subdivisions but yep. um if you have for example the cables they're pretty much just silhouette right mm-hmm. so there if you if you if you look at yeah like you said the fence it's a completely different it's there's it's completely different uh a completely different density of polys so it instantly jumps out at you when you look at it yeah you're like so maybe if if this was like a super low poly scene like a mobile game scene it wouldn't it wouldn't be a big deal but because everything else looks so nice it looks really strange to have that um that one part of the scene be like so low res Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um and it's 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 not that big of a deal to adjust anyway like it would just be uh if you're using blender it would just be um adding in some subdivisions smoothing it out and that's it yeah like it's it's not that big of a deal it takes like one or two minutes to get it right exactly yeah but uh yeah this was an interesting project though because this i think this really sparked the love of just like modularity and like just uh, the scope of it because the the sci-fi corridor wasn't really it was just like a couple of pieces but it didn't really trigger anything i wasn't combining natural elements with modular elements at this point yet it's it's like it it was i would say the baseline of stuff that you need to call something modular right yeah 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 that's yeah <laughs> like the pure basics yeah but in this one yeah it's like pushing it a little bit further and like adding some unique elements like the hologram in the middle which is like a focal point and it contrasts really nice with just the rest of the scene totally yeah um field of use too high but uh (laughs) i was just telling the uh, telling timothy about this uh that we had something that in in, on my discord as well and I, i can't i can't stress this enough make like try out do the screenshots for your thing that you're working on then try it out with a lower field of view like i personally like really low like 15 or something in marmoset mm-hmm. and 99 percent of the time i guarantee you it's gonna make it look cleaner more professional and just nicer overall yeah yeah the only thing sometimes if you have like a scene that has very specific proportions it can be hard to get all of it into the shot because yeah. you have to have the camera so far away and then maybe it, it might be clipping with something that's behind it behind the camera but i think it's worth it to try it out because like i've, I've done that for all of my scenes now all, all the stuff that i'm i've posted is like super low field of view and it just i don't know i think it just looks so much better yeah Feel, it feels more realistic yeah even though it's not right but it mm-hmm. i guess it looks i guess maybe i i would even say it looks more cinematic because yeah, that, yeah, yeah it makes it look like a like a uh what is it would it be low field of view is like high millimeters on a camera on a camera lens i don't know i, I don't know how that works i'm i have no idea um, but yeah it's like it's yeah, it's like a, a movie camera with the black bars you know it mm-hmm. makes it look cool and widescreen and stuff it just looks good yeah yeah um yeah i really i really had fun with this scene to just go yeah. back to this scene and just like trying to optimize everything and then you can see the screen here had like elements from the hologram above and like just trying to optimize it all in a way where it, it did make sense so it was a it was an interesting challenge and just keeping up with with the the, the polycount and the unreal engine forums was uh 
was a good exercise for the future as well. I'm just being really open about sharing my work. Yeah, it, it's got a theme to it as well. Like that's what I like. It, it's got the hologram stuff. It's got the the like natural elements and the red uh, sci-fi thing. It's I think it's really interesting for that. It's it definitely stands out, right? Yeah, like it's it's definitely something that you don't see that much. Cool. So yeah, maybe maybe that's interesting for like a, a future color scheme. Just go really bold with the colors and just uh, have it stand sure. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, let's move it over back to you. All right. Um, do you want to see something real bad or a little better? What do you What do you think? We haven't really uh, shit on me so much yet. Yeah, I think I think you were kind of cheating with that first one because it was but, it was looking it all was, right. Yeah, but it was complete shit in the back. You know, it was like oh, it was literally like it was thrown together. It was I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So you want to go? Oh, actually, you want to go? Yeah. Actually, that might be a good thing to bring up. Like even even if it's technically not right, but it looks good. Yeah. You can it, you can score points with that too. Definitely. Because I've I mean, I've heard some some of those conversations about it where people just get so caught up in like all the 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 technical stuff that they spend a ton of time on the technical stuff. I would even say that that my my scene that we just talked about is kind of a victim of that where I was so focused on all the technical background stuff that I could have spent more time on the artistical stuff of just blending, blending like all the modular pieces better together, have some nice trims, um, just make it uh, more realistic in that way. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's a good thing to keep in mind. Uh, but yeah. All right. So now Back that you called you. me a cheater, do you want to go there? Do you want to go here? Is this where you want to go? Hey, that's that's up to you, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I mean, I don't think I was cheating with that. I I was really, I didn't really didn't like that what I just showed. But mm -hmm. I guess we can go even further back. We can go four years ago. I guess this would have been like four and a half years ago, just when I got into uni. Yeah. Um, and this, uh, if you can see it, I have no idea if you can see it. I guess it depends on your monitor, because um. And what what is the name of this project? It's it's called the Clark M nineteen eleven. Oh damn! And uh, yeah, maybe you can see something. Maybe not, because this whole project is so incredibly dark. Um, the, the 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 background is pure, a hundred percent black, and uh, half of the gun is too as well. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's uh, um, yeah. I wanted to make an M ninety eleven because it's just like such a cool classic gun. Um, but again, I didn't know how to really do it. This was, I think. Oh, there's an ambulance driving by. I hope you can't hear it. Nah. Um, okay. Um, so th this is the first gun I made after the Tim Burkholz AKM tutorial. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, okay, now I know everything. I can <laughs> do a gun on my own. But unfortunately, I didn't uh, because the my outcome of the um, of the AKM tutorial wasn't too good anyway. So uh, yeah. It was maybe it wasn't the time yet to start my own project, but I guess uh, yeah, it's what I did. I mean, that's how you learn, right? You take it, all the yeah. learnings from a tutorial and you turn it into a project for yourself. Yeah, and then you see what you can still uh, improve. Yeah, exactly. Some uh, uh, some baking issues on the handle. Oh man, oof! The, yeah, <laughs> just horrible like texture 
like it's also like the metal is like so bland it's just it's got a little bit of noise on it and that's it yeah, yeah. and then the handle is like super noisy like super with all the all the height information and stuff super scratchy and everything like it's yeah. it's really weird pretty Look pretty generic edgeware as well like it's completely generic that's, <laughs> that, that screenshot what, <laughs> what what was i thinking with the screenshot <laughs> It's like I rotated the camera, but I didn't rotate the light. So now it's just completely Yeah, so dark. it's just like a black gun on a black background. <laughs> it's so horrible. Like, what, what is this? Yeah, and you can see here as well. Like, I did not add any polys to this. This is all, like, super, yep. super uh, geometrical, all these shapes. And then, oh. yeah, but it's, uh, you know, low poly, I guess. Nice and nice and optimized. <laughs> Oof. Some of those edges are pretty dense compared to some of the other ones, right? Yeah, it's 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 kind of, it's, it's kind of the same the same issue that I have in my, yeah. my oh. but then on a smaller the, scale. Look Oof. at the triangulation there. That that's gonna have some. That's gonna create some problems at some point. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is like really really old dads. Yeah. This is that's the problem I was talking about there. <laughs> I hope I can keep up with the editing, by the way. So I'm going to be putting in the the pictures that we're looking at right now. Um, but I'm scrolling through the different ones. So I'm, I'm going to try and have them all, like, have the according pictures of what we're talking about. But maybe if something that we're saying doesn't make sense, uh, it's my fault. I'm sorry. It's um, all good. Yeah. Um, oh, that, that nice smoke that at the end of the smoke. barrel, though. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's cool. But... Yeah, it's just it's just all in all. I had no idea how to do the correct high poly. Um, this like all the edges are super sharp as well. Like yeah. if you look at all that stuff, that's super sharp. Like you back here on the hammer. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, like a razor thin edge. Yeah, on, uh... completely, completely. And yeah, just texturing is horrible. Uh, no, like I could have added a couple extra polys and then taken them away from some other places. Um, it's just all in all super basic and super bad but i mean it's the it's the yeah it's the first gun i made on my own and that's mm -hmm. i guess it's something to be proud of so yeah exactly um yeah like if if you're at this stage you're you're at this stage in your in your model like where would you focus because what i'm what i'm thinking about is that a lot of people i can tell them that it's uh that is the lighting and the materials but then they they have an issue where they don't know where to focus or what to balance first. How would you tackle that? Interesting. I think if I had to, like, if you said, okay, you have to make this better, but you only have three hours, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that, right? I would first, I would go into my Marmoset. Um, I would put the background to, like, a new, more neutral gray. Mm -hmm. um, I would put the, F, the field of view down. Um, and I would look at all the like all the angles that I want of this gun, right? To, to, to render it. Um, and I would look at what is, what are the biggest problems? So, you know, but already from the view of the camera that I'm going to have, right? Mm -hmm. So that I can focus on what's closest to the camera, what's most visible. And if I have, let's say three hours, I probably, I mean, maybe I would be able to go into the model and fix some baking stuff, but let's just say I can't do that. Um, then I would just completely focus on making the texturing more interesting and more contrasted so getting rid of some of that edgeware that is everywhere mm -hmm. and having having specific edgeware like hand painted maybe um or just like masked out 
at the places where where it makes sense so like around the specific edges that are maybe closer to to other parts where they might get some extra edge where just not having yeah. the whole the whole slide part be have like one white edge yeah um, and and thinking about how people would interact with the gun too and, exactly yeah and like yeah. where where they would grip it like where like um was it like a human oil or like skin oil would would like uh, deteriorate the the textures yeah and just yeah just making this maybe maybe i would probably even go as far as um going for a different um what would it be called a different uh finish on the gun mm -hmm. so maybe having it be like a metallic chrome finish because then you can add like a little bit more of an interesting uh surface to it than than this like weird uh what is it anodized nah, I, don't, I don't even know what this gunmetal thing is that i'm doing here it's <laughs> it's just it's not defined at all that's the thing like it's not painted but it kind of looks like it's painted yeah but it's like a treated metal but it doesn't really yeah just and uh, like if i look at the guns that i did lately it's just it's so like the most important thing is like the material definition mm -hmm. like here you can like you can tell what kind of metal it is right on, on this on this gun it's just yeah so this is this thing. is back on the winchester for example yeah yeah um you have yeah, like you can instantly tell okay this is this is the metal and it has like the scratches here and there's some 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 weird discoloration there because it's super old or whatever and it, it 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 has like some nice roughness variation and it's interesting and this one is just some generic scratches all over the place and then some edge wear and that's mm -hmm. it it's just super boring yeah yeah Okay, cool. Three likes, so, though. Oh, yeah. damn. Oh, 250 views and only three likes. Oof. Oh. Oof. Yeah, I don't know how I got three likes. This is all like my parents and a friend. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, um, yeah, do you want to move on to your next to your next one? Yeah, sounds good, man. Um, so let's have a look at this one. Oh, wait, Ooh. actually. Oh, um should we jump a little bit further ahead maybe yeah I, I think the last one that i'm going to show is like one that i had in my portfolio when i when i um applied for a job oh okay yeah. yeah i'll do the same thing then cool so then we can talk about this one which is actually still in my portfolio oh because uh i don't know there's obvious mistakes with it but i do i do just like the the contrasting colors um oh yeah this is called the uh, in what is it like square brackets UE4 nice. and then real time cave scene absolute zero so this was this was like an assignment from school where we had to make a mock up um, <clears throat> introduction screen basically so it was like imagine if you're opening a game like this is the first thing you see um, I would close that game Oh damn! Hey, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm just you know just busting balls. This is a uh, yeah. I think you're gonna see this red line, right? Like um, just again using modularity to mm. get the most out of my scenes. Definitely. Um, if we look at this screen, like you can see, just, yeah. Go ahead. I just want to say, making a cave is like really scary to me. Just because there's so much, it's so hard to make it look realistic and interesting, mm -hmm. and not just having like you know a bunch of rocks that you clip into each other. Yeah, yeah. Like I really like that you have like this um, 
the structure of like the different sheets of rock that are kind of building up the walls of the mm-hmm. of the rock and stuff. That actually is really cool. <clears throat> yeah, so that's actually quite interesting because I, I I did that on purpose, but I only I only have one model for that. Oh wow! So you see the sides here. That is just like a scaled down version of the bigger ones. <laughs> um, then actually. I do have them. I, I do have them here. So these are like two rocks, but I end. I didn't end up using this one. Okay. So I only. I only used. Um, I know that I'm jumping back and forth, so not making it easy for you. But if we're just nope. looking at the picture, mm-hmm. we can just see that this is basically one rock, but the, the pillar, top of it. The pillar on the right. Yeah, yeah, but I, I scaled it down on like uh, the the width of it, so it's like mm-hmm. um, a bit tighter than it normally is. The top of it is flat, and the bottom of it is also flat. That's where you see these rocks. Mm-hmm. They're the same. They're the same rock, but just use like the tops and the bottoms of them. Cool. Okay. And, and the same goes for like this flat wall here. That's just like the bottom of that mesh again. The the top of the cave it's also tops and bottoms of those meshes and then it's just yeah you can you can get some interesting shapes when you just like intersect them through some of the flat pieces mm-hmm. um so yeah that was that was pretty interesting and then at the end i think i added just like a one hexagonal kind of rock to just add some some a little bit more variation yeah especially at the edges you can see that there's like more sticking out yeah, I get the silhouette. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's. I think you've. This is this shows like a lot of good thought behind it. I think there is like there. What what what's missing for me? First of all, I think there should yeah the the lighting could be a bit better, just like contrasted. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for me, there's some 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 stuff some stuff is like missing blending a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you can kind of see that it's just stuck into each other. Which is actually it's going to be the same thing with with uh, what I'm going to show you. There's actually a lot of parallels between those two, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, like you said, like having thinking about all that stuff, how you can make the most out of just a couple modules mm-hmm. is really is really cool. I think I think people always start with like this this grand scope, mm-hmm. but you can really make something happen with just like a minimal amount of of stuff. Because you can yeah. you can see the the stalagmites and stalactites here that I have in this scene. Um, they're just the same mesh reused for the icicles as well, just a different shader on it. Yeah, yeah, and Makes that's it. Sense, Obviously, yeah, just just pointing out the thing that you said as well. It's it doesn't really make sense that they would just like cut into the rock like that. You would expect some transitions or like have mm. um, sheets of ice on on the roof as well. Yeah, just some kind of natural transition between the materials. But I mean, yeah, exactly. that's, uh, and like, that's five years ago, dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's also, um, it's good to have that hindsight, right? Because now doing, uh, having a lot of experience with like level art just by itself, it's like the the stuff here is really flat. Yeah. So you can, you can, you can, you can really do some interesting stuff if you just have this path if you want to make it a path, just lower down than the rest. Have that natural mm-hmm. transition blending between the rocks here and then have all the water accumulate 
in the path itself. And just by doing that, you can really lead the eye through the entire scene. Yeah, I think like if you if you would have used those hexagonal rocks a bit more and just made it like maybe, you know, had it around the wall so it starts getting higher and higher and it starts, you know, growing into the wall or something like that. And then, you know, just like having, yeah, like using so, that kind of stuff more, so, having more sort structure of like to it. Here? Like on the top of this image. Oh, that but is then, weird that it's at the but top. Then better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it could have been really interesting with that because then the, the the ground wouldn't have been as flat, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the issue with that is, um, looking back at this, it's just they go the total opposite direction. Right. So you have like these these uh, hexagonal rocks sticking out, going straight, yeah. and then you have like the the layered rock, which is just the complete direction. That's true, yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's uh, like I I would say again like I, this is really close to what I'm what I'm going to show you in in a lot of ways, which I think probably you had the same experience as me, which is something clicked while you were doing this, mm -hmm. probably right. Like you were like, oh wait, this is how I can reuse that kind of stuff. I can just do it like this and this and this, and like something just made sense. Yeah. Um. Maybe you weren't there yet with the texturing or modeling, just like I was for my scene. But it's just it it opens up so many possibilities when you finally understand how you can how you can go mm -hmm. and make something modular in like a cool way. Oh yeah, that's actually a good point. I think this was the first project where I started using ZBrush as well. Oh nice, yeah, for me as well. <laughs> it's literally that's crazy. It's a completely different project, but it's yeah, it's very oh, this, close to. This is going to be interesting then to just see the transition from this scene to what you're going to talk about next. Um, but yeah, there, there's also like a lot of technical stuff that I was trying out with just having like this water spline running mm. down the entire scene, and then having like a good shader for that. I did like a ton of work on the shader for the the ice for the subsurface scattering that was the first time Ooh. that i tried that and i think if i'm not mistaken that was also right after they first added subsurface scattering to unreal engine oh so it was We're, like uh, oh let's ride in the wave yeah let, let's try to push it in into into that space um, cool man and yeah there's also there's some there's there's some fancy stuff that oh, i just line snow i see yeah, yeah. So I cool. I made like a world aligned snow shader, and then I never used it. Like, yeah, because I was I was gonna say there's no snow inside the cave, obviously. You, so there's you can't see it. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I was I was thinking about like oh it would be uh, cool. Well, you can kind of see it here. Yeah, but it's it's so minimal that it wasn't worth the time invested. But I mean, but you learned something. Yeah, exactly. And I also did the same thing where I had. A panning water texture running mm -hmm. down all my rocks, and that was like world space as well. So, oh, so you could have there like was, a rain. Yeah, there was like um, water leaking down from like these rocks and like oh. going going over it. But it was just like a, a panning texture that was like masked out to to have like some some flow to it. And That's cool. what I, what I used there, and oh my god, I thought it was so smart back then. I used the the particles in substance to just spray water on top of it oh no as like uh it would it would mask like where it would run down the rock oh yeah because so, that's that's what substance is known for for those uh particle <laughs> for those, simulations yeah <laughs> but i i kind of used that 
so I, I sprinkled, I basically let it rain on top of the rock and then where it would run down the mesh itself, I would just use that as a mast and then have like a panning water texture going over it. It kind of it kind of worked really nice. I think I even have That's it an in, interesting, in the, interesting idea, definitely. I think I even have it in the video here where it's like you can oh yeah you can kind of see it running down like all the different gullies, which is it's pretty interesting. But oh like, god, do I have to put the video in the the video as well? Oh god, uh oh, it's gonna be this is gonna be a nightmare to edit. Well, is you don't have to, right? <laughs> Maybe. But I think people get the gist of just the explanation. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, that's cool. I I I really love this scene. Just it's it's obviously yeah. outdated, but I don't know. I'm I'm still so proud of this scene just because I it really started to click with the composition and how to use colors as well. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 really it's so funny to me that all the things you say about that scene are true about mine. Like it's, I feel the same way. I think it's a scene that I should probably get rid of in my portfolio, mm -hmm. but it's, it's such a personal thing to me because I, th I learned so much during it yeah. that I, I'm just like, no, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Let's talk um, about it, man. Let's jump over. Yeah. So this was my first scene that got like some attention on art station and my first bigger scene that I, that I then used to apply which is the Modular Fantasy Town Unreal 4 scene. Um, Ooh, damn. Yeah, and I actually, for some reason, I actually made the whole town instead of just making the corners that I would take screenshots of. I literally created a whole town with like a different district and stuff like that. It was pretty stupid. Yeah. But oh well. Um, so this originated from um, a uni project where we had to take... Uh, very basic modules like just boxes and have like okay this is the first floor box then the second floor box and the roof box mm -hmm. but we were only allowed to use like photo textures and stuff like that and that was like our second semester exam um and i was like this is a cool idea but it's just super boring because it's all photo textures there's no detail and nothing yeah, yeah so i pretty much was like i'm gonna redo my my second semester second semester exam but just make it good. So what I did, or make it better, let's say. <laughs> um, so uh, so what I did was I um, I started out with yeah ZBrush as well. Like this is the first time I really used ZBrush for a project, and I made some tileable textures like um, the the rocky stone walls, um, the wooden planks, and stuff like that. And I was like so proud of. Of, of reusing for example i reused the planks that i used for the wall texture to make the 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 single planks that you see in the world right or like mm. the same rocks that i used for the for, for making the tileable i also baked them down as just rocks to make these like corner stones that i have around the edges of the buildings yeah, yeah. which i was like wow this is so smart of me i'm, I'm a genius did anyone ever think of this <laughs> you know like it was it was just mind-blowing like you said like just something something clicked right yeah and and i understood like oh you can you can reuse so much stuff and um and i also learned one big thing that i still use all the time now which is like um using a tileable and then modeling around the tileable for example, if you look at the roofs, you can see that it's it it has like a silhouette going around the tiles, right? Of the, oh, the roof tiles. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just it's like the most basic thing that you can do, right? Just apply a texture in Max and then use the cut tool and cut around the the edges of it. It adds um, so much. 
but it, yeah it adds so much you don't need like an extra mesh that you could put on the edge to give it silhouette you can literally just model around the texture mm-hmm. and um yeah it's it's just such an easy thing to have like if you have a tiled floor then you can cut out one of the tiles as if it like broke off or something and it's it can add so much and um i also learned without without really realizing it i learned about trim sheets a little bit so if you look at the well in the middle here mm-hmm. i had i had my my stone texture that had like this this trim on the top you know you can see it pretty much everywhere here like it's got the trim yeah, yeah, yeah. at the top there and yeah, and then I was like, oh, I can I can completely stretch my texture and make it like go 360 degrees mm-hmm. and just use it for this well. And then I have like this cool trim on the outside. I didn't know that it was a trim or that it was called that, but it was just, yeah, it was like kind of finding out for myself about trim sheets, which was like super valuable. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think that's so interesting that I, I think a lot of people just go through the same things, right? It's just... yeah. You start modeling, you're so busy with like all the technical aspects and then then some something just clicks at one point. Yeah. And then yeah. you just try it. And then it works out where you have like the edges on the roof, for example. Which is yeah. like it's it's such a it's obviously it such so a much. simple thing just to look back at it now. But at that totally. point it just oh my god, that's like revolutionary. It's like yeah. you, you, because you start thinking in a completely different way. Where oh maybe I can do it with the planks too, exactly. Then, yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, I have like a singular plank right now. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And then maybe some crooked planks on some of the roofs, have them sticking out, and no. there's just so many opportunities there. Yeah, it was that, exactly like that. Like at the end, I I I wasn't even baking new stuff. Like at first, I would you know if I had like the wheel that I have in the corner, like or the other shields and the swords, I would just bake a new asset and just sculpt it again mm-hmm. but then at some point i was like wait why do i have to bake a crate if i already have planks and i have a plank texture so i just use the the wooden planks for the corners and then put the plank texture in between yeah which obviously isn't the best for like textile density and stuff um but it just meant yeah, that i didn't but... have to yeah i didn't have to redo anything and i could, could just create new new things on the fly yeah like i made like a you can't you probably can't see it but i made like a whetstone you know where you sharpen your swords, uh-huh. um, just by taking the planks that I already had, and oh, then taking cool. one of the stones and mapping it to a three sixty degree thing, <laughs> and, and it worked. That is, that is so fun when you just yeah. discover that, and you're just like, oh, if you if you look at this, like we're looking we're looking at like an acid list basically, yeah, and you probably started with the crate. And then we're like, well, maybe I have some metal textures. I can make a barrel out of this. Exactly. I'll just just make like a destroyed barrel because I have the textures anyway. And then it just, it's it's that transition between you look at a scene and you think everything is uniquely mapped. And you're Mm -hmm. just like, oh my God, how did this person make this scene? That's such a crazy time investment. But then you look at a breakdown and it's just like, Oh, okay. They use they use this this texture that they had here, and they just use it on another asset, yeah. and it just yeah, it, it's so fun and so so smart. Just to it was do it so it was so revolution revolutionary for me. Yeah, it's 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 crazy when you when you finally discover that. Like I would I had like this one uh, like bag of flour, and then I would just copy that over and bend it a couple different ways so i yep. could put them in like against the corner and i'm like oh this is i didn't even need a new texture for this man and um, yeah that that is that is where the fun of modularity just comes in 
yeah. where it's like you you have this base package and then you basically create it like your own lego kit and Tot- you can, yeah totally you, you can and just the, iterate on that yeah and the cool thing about this was um that i was also able to swap out textures yeah so for example as you can see like the, the the modules here this is the the stone texture with the stone edges around it on the on the main bit and then here i just i still have the stone edges on the side but i made i put bricks on it and then this this texture for example is is like i don't even know what it's called in in english it's like uh uh it's like the plaster that has the wood sticking out of it you know it's very it's very like germanic and stuff like this kind of stuff here oh yeah wobble in in dove i think it has like a really specific oh, name yeah, all right, let's 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 look it up. Oh, um, I don't even remember what it's called in German now. Uh, Fachwerk. Um, truss, I guess, is what it's truss. called. Truss. No, Maybe. but that's that's just a framework, right? That's just a frame in itself. Fachwerk house. Half tim <laughs> half timbered house. Yeah. I yeah. don't know whatever it's called. Yeah. So this that's what it is, and and I, I would just yeah like replace that with like wooden planks and replace that with just a plaster and then i i I, uh discovered decals and i was like wow i can make like a broken brick thing and just plop it on there (laughs) and then it looks like there's bricks under this yep um i made my first ever tree that is complete fucking horror if you look at it up close damn branches are not attached to the alpha card but yeah, it was like in, at some point it, it just became a natural thing. Like, oh, let's put another plank here. Let's put, put like a a, um, um, a laundry line of laundry over there. Yeah, and put, just have like a sewer grate and all that stuff as well. Like, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, exactly. That was and yeah, the same that was thing like for the door as well. Yeah, yeah, completely. I could just plop them every, everything into each other. I mean, I think it's a it's a big thing that I did this in a stylized texturing way. Because I feel like just plopping like this sewer grate on that wall, it it kind of also works because it's stylized because there doesn't need to be that blending because mm. that's a big thing here, right? There's like not a lot of blending between the different. Yeah, things. yeah, that's that's the thing we talked about before with my scene yeah. too, right? But then even even if you wanted to add that blending, it would just looking back at it now, it would just be like a decal sheet. Whereas yeah, like probably, oh, for yeah. the sewer grate, it could be like a water puddle that's coming out of it. And then yeah. just blending blending it with the with the wall could be like a dirt texture or whatever, where it's like accumulating yeah. dirt in the in the corners. And this is like I made a separate post about the textures here, mm-hmm. and this is also the first time where I used vertex blending, uh, vertex painting yeah. for like blending the different textures, which was kind of cool. Um, oh, so you would have if we, if we go back to like the road texture, you would have one yeah uh, mud quote-unquote pristine road and then like one super muddy road and then you could just Ex- blend between them exactly yeah yeah and um i mean now i would also set that up a little bit differently but still mm-hmm. um yeah and i would yeah i was i was making all those textures in substance and i kind of um that's also pretty much what i'm doing right now for my for my stylized scene because i'm just too lazy to hand paint stuff um <laughs> I, I just set up like a um a little smart material that does what I what I want kind of you know it adds the it adds the correct edge wear for it and adds the correct like little AO and all that stuff yeah um well that's yeah. that's also what gives it that that uniform look if you start from like a generator that's kind of creating that consistency between all the textures mm. 
Yeah, and it's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, this is that's the thing, right? There's I could talk about a lot that's wrong with this one, but I feel like it's it's a lot more interesting for because I learned so much with this. It's just like talking about what what I could take from this. I think is even more interesting than what I did wrong because mm -hmm. there's you know there's still like the the yeah the, the tree looks horrible. I could I could have added a lot more geometry in some places. Yeah. Um, some normals are weird because I didn't I didn't really know how to, um, like if I if I reused for example I I baked stuff badly so it had a gradient in the texture, mm -hmm. which then of course means that you can't just plop it onto another mesh, but I did because I didn't know any better. So then you have the gradient on the new mesh and it's <laughs> it looks weird. Like on the planks, for example, I I made like some other planks that had weird gradients on them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's I think that's not. Like like you have in your, like you said with your scene, right? It's such a big stepping stone when you finally understand modularity and stuff like that in a in a big way, and find out. Yeah, I don't need to make everything unique. I can just take that thing from over there and plop it over there and give it a different texture, and it looks great. Mm -hmm. It's different. And I was even able to like tell some small stories. Like there's like a, a house that's under construction that has like a decal on the wall and then a couple planks over it and uh, yep. and a ladder next to it. And then this, the church is just different pieces of houses scaled up. I made a different version for the, like with the, with the, the pointy, pointy window, mm -hmm. put two stone slabs as a cross on top of it. And that was my church. <laughs> I love it. Just those two stone slabs, just like, <laughs> uh, just shove them into each other. Now I have a church. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. And I think it shows you a little bit like how how then some unique assets can then bring it to the next level, right? So, I yeah. well, I, I wouldn't call this artwork next level, but you know what I mean? Like, then oh, having, having, for example, <laughs> having, for example, um, I made some, I don't even know if you can see it anywhere here but you yeah, having like the sign for this for this pub there right yeah, yeah. it just makes it stand out compared to all the other more generic buildings mm -hmm. or then having like uh yeah you, like this kind of stuff yeah you could have like a like a statue in the middle of, of yeah. the town because that that's also how it mostly most of the time works in games it's like you have a lot of generic stuff yeah that is combined in a different way than you've seen it before but then yeah. there's obviously like the hero props or the stuff that stands out and needs to, in most cases, needs to, to either tell a story or is like reinforcing the world building around it. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is awesome. It's it's so nice that we have like a two completely different looking projects, but they basically triggered the same thing. To yeah, totally. It's... I think yeah, like you said, it 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 got the same ball rolling for each of us, right? Mm -hmm. um, we understood how all that stuff works, how we can get the most of of modular stuff, and yeah, I mean awesome. that's I think that's an it's ultimately something that probably helped a lot with me getting my first job, even though this wasn't technically the like the most beautiful textures or the best sculpts, and 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 also the presentation could have been a lot nicer mm -hmm. uh, with a lower field of view. <laughs> <laughs> And also better lighting. Um, yeah, but, but it, it it has so much potential, right? Just in, yeah, definitely in like the the scope of it, because you could have this, like say say even if you would have built like one corner, yeah. you could still take all of those buildings, all those building elements, and make like an entire town, like you did, or yeah. 
You could even take it one step further if you were making a game, for example. You could use all these building blocks that you have here. Um, only use a specific stone texture for that specific town. And yeah. you give it like a unique identity already. I was thinking what would be cool with this kind of stuff. Because it's also all kind of low resi. Mm -hmm. um, like at least geometry wise. Uh, like you could make like a building game out of this. Like uh, like Anno or something. Oh yeah. And yeah. just build like the different kind of. Because I have like I have like a wooden. Uh, like a lumber mill. I have a um, you know like the marketplace. I have the pub. Stuff like that. You mm -hmm. could make like cool stuff out of that. And just yeah, it's, that's the thing. It just gives you so many options, and I think that's probably what when people look at this for for like a job <clears throat> application, yeah, they can see oh maybe this guy you know he can learn to make some better textures. He can learn to you know model a bit more efficiently, but at least he understands that you can reuse stuff and like how you can how you can. <sighs> make yeah like make a lot out of a little bit yeah yeah it's just clever thinking like out of the box guess, thinking yeah. and even even though it's it's a standard especially now um, like the, the stylized fantasy town thing yeah but it's it's just like the the modular way of thinking if if you think if you think about that and you reach it on your own then it kind of shows that you're always willing to push like the boundaries of what you currently think of if that yeah. makes sense like you're always yeah. thinking outside of the box and i think that's that's also what really makes it interesting if you're going into a job and you're explaining this and they can instantly see like okay yeah this this guy knows what he's doing yeah yeah it was it was such a big thing to to click in my mind i mean mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome and it was also great because it was like um the first thing that i ever made that got like some some appreciation on ArtStation, and i actually ended up doing a 80 level article about it which probably also like it can only help with a with a job right yep, um for sure. just, yeah getting your name out there man it's, it's what it's all about hell yeah and also something that jumped out is um the the thing that you wrote is like the last two months i did i did this in my free time and a lot of people that look at this might be somewhat intimidated by that fact but just what we discussed before like if you think about it in a clever way reuse a lot of stuff like you can you can easily do this thing yourself i can't believe i did this for two months man <laughs> what i'm doing now is like just a corner of the city but I mean, obviously, it's way more complex than this. But still, <laughs> well, yeah. Some, so sometimes I also think that we just uh, overthink it. Yeah. Right. Also, though, like if I think back, this is when I was at uni, and I was doing six hours of uni and then eight hours of personal work a day. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't get a lot of sleep, and I pretty much like did this like a full time job, right? And now. I, I haven't really worked on my scene in a long time. And even if, like, back when I did, I would maybe do, like, an hour or two a day. So it's mm -hmm. two months, I guess, is, like, very... It's just, yeah, two months of, like, pretty much only working on this. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, That's awesome, man. And uh, normally, we, we were thinking about running this uh, this podcast off with, with just another question like we normally do. But we're already running, looking at the current timer, at like an hour and ten minutes. So oh, this is Jesus. definitely the longest episode by far. 
Yeah. Um, so I think we're just going to skip on the Patreon question for this week and just do it next week. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah, man, this is this was a super interesting episode. Um, it's it's awesome to look back at this stuff. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I hope that, that it's interesting for the viewers as well. But I think it's like kind of like seeing where we learned stuff and where we were able to, you know, looking back at it, find stuff that's wrong with it and stuff that's interesting about it. I think it can help people with like finding where they want to go with their personal work, maybe. I hope that's what it does, at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just don't be afraid to try out stuff and think outside of the box and just try try to split it up in like this great example, just modular ways and, and have fun with it. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for episode 20 of the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll Thank catch you, you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you did, then you can check out the playlist on the right for more episodes. And don't forget to like, subscribe or share with friends. If you're an environment artist trying to break into the industry or just looking to grow your skills, you can find a ton more resources like weekly tips, blog posts and more on beyondextend.com. But that's going to do it from our side. Thanks so much for joining us and a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters who made this possible.